I created Bitcoin to ensure that there was a system that you couldn't get away from the records on. The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. Welcome to the Tradecom Crypto Show. Uh, I'm sitting here with another man with a fantastic name, Mr. Craig Wright, mate. Thanks for being on the show, I appreciate it. Welcome. Mate, um, look, we're here at the CC Forum in London. Um, look, I want to get straight to the beef. This. Most people have read a lot about you. They have heard a lot about you. I want to know who the real Craig Wright is because, I mean, look, you deal with a lot, man. You deal with a great deal. What makes you keep going? Like, what makes you keep pushing forward with everything that's going on? So I developed Bitcoin as a system that acts within law, that solves all of the problems with all these systems like um, uh, DigiCash and whatever else. Yeah, yeah. All these anonymous coins, all these things like e-gold and Liberty Reserve, and enables people to have a record and traceability. Yep. And traceability is incredibly important in money. Without traceability, you don't really have um, a money that can actually be legal. You have a drug coin. You have something yeah, that okay. enables a whole lot of anarchists to run around saying, we're outside the law. Bitcoin is exactly the opposite. So I created Bitcoin to ensure that there was a system that you couldn't get away from the records on, that you could actually have identity separated. That's why in the privacy section of the white paper, it has identities, mm -hmm. firewall, the ticker symbol. Yep. And that is really a difference to how people envision Bitcoin. They, they want to see it like it's DigiCash or something like this. It's not. Yeah. Bitcoin's private, not anonymous. Mm -hmm. And that's a critical difference. So I have a lot of people who don't want the message being out there. Um, I mean, it's really started back in sort of the early days uh, of August 2010. Okay. You had uh, Ross Ulbrich and a number of others um, came up with this stupid concept of a heroin store. A what? Heroin store. Right. I mean, uh, this is back... As in... Smack, yes. Got it. And <laughs> it's still there. I mean, mo uh, bits are being pruned from Bitcoin talk over time, but yeah. it's on the Wayback Machine. And you will see, I was talking about the concept, we need commercial applications. And they come up with, why don't we make a heroin store? Right. And that was the first opportunity they saw. Yeah, I mean, I would have. I mean, I, I don't do drugs myself or anything like that. But I could understand if you were in Vancouver, in yeah. where it's legal to have marijuana. Yeah, that, you yeah. could have a marijuana store because you can't get banking. So these these guys can't yeah, get banking. Yeah, yeah. That could have been a valid use for Bitcoin. Yep. Um, and what do they do? No, no, we don't want that. We Let's want heroin. Let's go for the worst of the worst and dive straight to the deep end. And the argument then, oh, we're saving people. No, they didn't. For every six people they saved, like drug dealers yeah. that uh, didn't have problems on the street, um, overdoses increased, yeah. phenytoyl use increased, and there are six people died for every so-called yeah. saved person that Ross likes to say. Yeah. And then he got even weirder. He started um, promoting, um, oh, it's a free world. We should be able to sell strychnine. Okay because maybe people want to kill rats. Right. Really dead. <laughs> proper, proper dead. <laughs> proper dead. I mean, we want to give them enough strychnine to kill an elephant. 
And those rats won't survive. But, I mean, what, okay, segueing on to that Ross Holbrook type mm. that information. Obviously, he's sitting in a jail cell as we speak. And, and it's, it's, over 100 other people are sitting in a jail cell. And we have that um, uh, Vanity Jones guy is yep. now um, only recently finally moved some of his Bitcoin and is now sitting in a Thai jail. So he's, he's really lucky because right. we know um, you wouldn't want to go to an American jail if you have a Thai jail to go to. No, exactly. <laughs> of course. Right. So he's made the right decision there. What do you think about the whole Ross Ulbricht situation? I mean, he's in jail for, for you know, whatever he's in jail for. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of reasons that they're saying that he's there. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the nefarious activity, activities mm -hmm. with on uh, Swiss Road, uh, oh, sorry, Silk Road, have been there and out the front. Do you think he's being made a scapegoat? Do you think he deserves that amount of time? What's your stance on that? Because, I mean, there's a lot of people that are, like, a drug's a drug, right? And what seems very obvious to me, and a lot of people, you look at marijuana, look at the tax dollars coming through where they're legalizing in certain states of America, obviously in Canada and all these sorts of areas as well. That's fine, but there's a difference there. Tell he me didn't, what it is. The market for phenytal and synthetic opiates right. exists because of Silk Road. Oh, okay. Oh, so wow, right. That, entire market now came about because of uh, because of Silk Road. Okay. Phenytol uh, was very rare in America and in Europe before all of this and it allowed a number of producers in China to start shipping via mail. Right. And um, this is the interesting thing. There are known addresses for BTC mm -hmm. that are associated with three drug lords that like proper, proper, proper like drug lords drug um, that are known to hold over a billion dollars worth of BTC. And the argument that goes round is you can't seize our BTC. Right. Well, that's actually wrong. You can that. actually seize BTC when you know the addresses. Mm -hmm. And they know the addresses because of all the captures on Silk Road and all the rest. So when these guys who are billionaire drug dealers have their BTC seized, yep because the Chinese government can't find them, the Americans can't find them, and they lose a billion dollars. Yeah. What do you think they're going to say to all these BTC supporters who have been lying to them, saying it's unseizable? Uh, it'll find. They'll just walk away and nothing will happen, mate. I know. I mean, <laughs> I mean drug dealers are world. very forgiving. Yeah, we live in a utopian <laughs> world where everyone's nice and everyone's happy, right? Exactly. So, look, when it comes down, you said that uh, with Bitcoin, it's mm -hmm. uh, anonymous. Uh, so private but not anonymous. Correct. So let's go back to that for a second. So it's private, not anonymous. Drug mm -hmm. dealers are using it. We know that. Uh, a lot of the conversation through 16, 17 was all about, oh, Bitcoin's just for drug dealers, blah, 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 mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. Now, as we've seen this space progress, I mean, by the end of 2017, we saw JP Morgan go, all cryptos are bad, Bitcoin's a scam, you, have it. you buy Bitcoin, you lose your job. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, like, I think it was only eight months. Oh, here comes JP Morgan token, right? And it's all moved in that sort of direction. When it comes down to it, if, like, what, what is the true value of Bitcoin and what is going to scare governments from empowering us to be able to use it? Obviously, it's not centralized, so they can't stop it. Well, centralized, no, that, that's a whole wrong concept. Okay. I mean, centralized is the um, Lessig, Professor Lessig idea from the 90s. Okay. And forget centralized. I mean, issuing a bond, you're always centralized because yes. you're issuing a bond. Yep. Issuing a loan, you're always centralized because you're issuing a loan. Yeah. So this, it's, it's an insane techno-communism um, that people have as a utopia. It doesn't exist, it can't exist. There will be some things that are distributed, some yep. things that aren't, and there's no such thing as, it must be fully distributed. This is bull. Yeah, okay. Now, 
The reality here is completely different. It is a system that is traceable. It is a system that allows you to have a record yep. that keeps people honest. Mm -hmm. Now, governments will be afraid, not because of it's decentralized or anything like that. It's a system that records everything. Now, imagine a world where if you're a corrupt cop mm -hmm. and you get paid in maybe fiat on top of Bitcoin, there's a record yes, that yes. will be there 20 years hence. Okay, I get you. Imagine if you're a politician yeah. and every bribe you take yeah, 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 is yeah. recorded. Imagine you're an ex-prime minister of Malaysia <laughs> who they're trying to track <laughs> money from and now every transaction is recorded. So traceable. it's actually Bitcoin's strength that is also its weakness for further adoption in that case because the big dogs, they don't want you to know what's going on with their Some money. do, some don't. Yeah, the honest ones do, the corrupt mm. ones don't. And let's be honest, there is a hell of a lot of corruption in politics around the world. So when it comes down to it, you have been uh, in, the, in the media a lot mm -hmm. and the media doesn't always tell the truth. Okay, the media tells stories, they are there to sensationalize things, to make mm -hmm. clickbait, to get adverts, to do all this sort of thing. We understand this very well. And that's part of what I want to change. When, when we actually have micropayments, which is yes. one of the main reasons Bitcoin was developed, yep. then we don't have ad-based media. Okay, yeah, and if yeah, we yeah. move away from ad-based media, it alters the whole system. We get real news. We get real news. People start paying for things. You don't have click farms in China because, well, if you have to pay for your own click farm, That's then kind of it becomes silly. Yeah, it just becomes silly. So, I mean, you've been going on, there's a lot of, as I said, a lot of bad press, a lot of people whinging, you're not Satoshi. Look, I couldn't give a shit if you were or you're not. It doesn't make a lick of difference to me. But there's a lot going on between you and your ex-partner or whatever it may be you want to call him, that, about the laying claims of a certain amount of Bitcoin that is out there. Now, at what stage do you just go, look, I can't be bothered with this anymore. It's, my name's been sullied, I've been dragged through the dirt, people are after me, you know, it, it, it must be really, really hard for you. Why do you keep doing it? What, what's the, what is the driving force? Because it's not money. I'm sure it's not money. <laughs> no, what it's not money. I've, I've got multiple sports cars. I've got a nice four level house in England, um, in London. With... And they're, they're really cheap too, I understand. London four star. Exactly. <laughs> um, I've got a collection of red socks. There you go. <laughs> and red ties. Exactly. You know a man's uh, made it when he's got red socks. Keep that one. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I invented this. I spent years creating something for a purpose. Yeah, okay. And it's not there. And until I get people to understand it, I'm going to keep going. Right. And that'll take time. It might take me another 20 years. But if it does, and I get people to understand, and they adopt it, and they see that they can actually have an honest form of money, one where it's not about people doing drug deals. Yeah. Imagine a system in the future where if someone kidnaps you or your daughter or something like this, imagine you're kidnapped, uh, your wife or, or daughter yeah. has been kidnapped. And now you can pay the money and a month later, get it back. Yeah. How would that actually change criminal activity? Yes, I Not see. only can you get the money back, but you can you actually know who trace. The perpetrator is yeah, too. Exactly. And there's no way to be silent and secret anymore. I mean, back in 2010 and 11, I was publishing papers on the economic nature of crime. Mm -hmm. And I have a hypothesis uh, that um, most criminal nature, not counting uh, crimes of passion, but um, organized criminal activity is all economic in nature. Yes, yes, yes. And 
most criminals are actually hyper-rational. So it's the opposite of what people think. Okay. They will do whatever, taking into account the cost of the crime and the cost the of enforcement, the, the risk and the reward. Yeah, okay. So they, they actually take morality out of the equation and they're more rational than many other people yep. who, in traditional sense, we don't include something like morality in what we consider rational. Although if you listen to uh, or read Adam Smith, um, actually moral sentiments was a big part of sort of the theory that everyone ignores the other side of. But uh, Okay, so I mean, when it comes down to it, Bitcoin's there, mm -hmm. it's doing its thing, mm -hmm. it's growing in value, it's growing in use case, mm -hmm. it's hash rate, it's, it's doing what it's meant to be doing, right? It is. So, why come out and say that I am Satoshi Nakamoto? What, what's the deliverable well, for I you? Well, I didn't actually do that originally. Okay. So tell so, us through that and how it happened, and are you happy that it's now out there? Or is, uh, not, not really. I, I didn't actually want to come out at all. But um, a whole lot of people doxed me in December 2015, yeah. um, running around saying I was faking qualifications and scamming, and, and basically put out a whole lot of information uh, to take me down before I could do anything. Because at that point, I wasn't saying I'm Satoshi. Um, I was talking to banks and governments and others, and I was teaching people how Bitcoin could work. Yep. And yep. that became scary to a lot of people. Okay. So to the inner network or to the whole community? To or a lot both. of, to both, yeah, to okay. aspects of the community. Those who want Bitcoin to enable drug sales and illicit okay. activity, money laundering, um, sort of movement of funds without um, any recognition yep. of tax, those sort of things. Um, all of those people became very afraid. And, and so they outed you? Yes. Okay. Um, so they put me out there and then also communicated a whole lot of things to discredit me at the same time. Right. And unfortunately, I didn't want to, I mean, I had no plans on talking to media. Yeah. So um, I didn't address any of it. I put my head in the sand and thought, it will go away. Yep, yep. Because uh, I didn't really understand how media works. Yeah. Um, I learnt the hard way. And I thought, if I just ignore this, everyone will go away. Unfortunately, no, that actually makes it worse. Yeah, the, the snowball continues to grow and to Correct. grow and to grow and to grow. And then other people decided um, to run with it and sort of go with the story. Yep. And that made it worse. Yep, I can understand that. So, so listen, like obviously we've got Bitcoin, we've got, now we've got Bitcoin SV. Well, we got Bitcoin and the node is SV. The SV. So, mm. so what's, how does that play to you to, and to Bitcoin strengths or weaknesses? Does it make Bitcoin more sustainable? Does it make it less? I mean, how do these two come together? Because there's a lot of, well, this, there's a lot of people that are fighting and warring over it. And there seems to be a lot of, I'll just say, oh, front, I, immaturity and just absolute rubbishing of everybody's names. And, you know, what, why can't we all just get along? One's got a purpose, one's got a purpose. What, what, because why they have it? different agendas. Yes. At the end of the day... Why do it? Um, well, as of today, we've got 826 patents filed. Um, wow. By the time my... On SV? Well, with Enchain. With Enchain, got it, sorry. So, my oh, company, yeah. Yep. Um, so, everyone loves to say, ooh, can't be Satoshi, he files patents. Yet, they forget Blockstream had filed three patents, two of which were granted and both of which are crap. Um, Tell and, how it is, mate. And they say how, well, I'm evil because whatever else. Uh, do you realize on those two patents they raised $100 million? 
All right, fair enough. I have 825 at the moment. So if I wanted to go out there and raise money, yep, I yep. don't need to do it on Satoshi. Yep, yep, I understand. Two patents, that's $50 million a patent. Each patent. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and mine are better. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and then if we take other things, like, oh, Hal Finney, he was a cypherpunk, he would never do this. Hal Finney had three patents. Do you realize Hal Finney commercialized some of the aspects of PGP and sold them and patented? So these myths, they're just okay. bullshit. People love to make these myths. And, and people love to read into them too. Exactly. Everyone loves a villain. That's why the mm -hmm. Batman movie works. Yeah. Everyone likes a goddamn villain. So where are we going from here with Bitcoin? I mean, obviously, well, I'm going to keep price. building. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. So you're just going to keep at it. I'm going to keep building. Um, I've got patents filed on um, a whole lot of different areas like EDI. Yep. People don't actually realize what EDI is about. It's a $14 trillion industry. Okay. And I figure we could probably reduce the cost of the industry by about 98 to 99%. Yeah, shit. I mean, right. I, I figure we could probably save Walmart around $500 million a year. Jesus. I mean, small change. Yeah, well, why would they um, even bother listening to you on that sort of numbers? Huh? Exactly. I mean, but hey, it's cryptocurrency. Uh, yeah. It's all bad. It's all a fraud and all that I sort mean, of rubbish, yeah. right? I mean, so it's a legacy for you now, yeah? You're going to yeah, keep pushing on until exactly. you get what you want until the vision is... is, is exactly. Until the vision is, is performed or the heart stops ticking. Yeah, that's what people don't get. When you get to a certain level, it's no longer about the money. Yeah. It's about a goal. Yep. I mean, and the vision you have. I could probably have an easier life if I just floated around the uh, Mediterranean. So I've you, done that you, a few you times. You definitely but. could. Let's, let's not beat around the bush. You definitely could have <laughs> an easier life. definitely could. My wife would love it more, but, <laughs> uh, but that's life. Craig Wright, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you, getting to speak with you. Thank you very much for your You're time, welcome. mate. I look forward to uh, seeing the progress of the space. We are balls deep in this with TraderCobb.com and media and whatnot. We are doing our absolute best to help to uh, spread the gospel of Bitcoin. So thank you very much for your time. Ladies and gentlemen, have a fantastic day. Bye for now. The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain.